0: Listening to In The Picture on Cam Glen Radio.
1: That's it, you're here with me and Robertson following the next her with In The Picture. A weekly look at things photographic in some damn fine tunes. And, uh, well, a little confusion over this week's programme. This week's program's last week's programme, if you catch my drift. Um, I was taken ill... I couldn't come in because of a bad cold and there'd been coughing spluttering all over the microphone. So, the programme I was supposed to be doing last week is the programme we're doing today. So, all the references in the Facebook page to last week are two weeks ago. (laughs) So, I was in uh, Lake Garda for a week, came back and then got a cold. So, I was off for another week. So, I'm catching up. But uh, we'll get to look at the pictures, as usual, about 20 past the hour, and then at 22, and we we'll look at photographic exhibitions around the Glasgow area. But lots of good music to get through between then and now, up to now and then, I should say. And we're going to start today with one of my favourites, Lowrider, um, by War. And uh, this was released in 1975, and it took from then to 2014, for it to be inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. I really don't know why there was such a delay. I love this. This is War and Lowrider. good start to programme as far as I'm concerned I really do like that. And up next another one, well um, I was quite surprised at this, it's Genesis and I Can't Dance um, and it really didn't do that well in either the US or the UK, which surprised me got to number one in Belgium and in the Netherlands got to top five in Austria Germany and Portugal, but in the UK and US it only made it to number seven. I don't understand that, it's a great song this is Genesis and I can dance. That was Genesis and I Can't Dance. And up next, we've got uh, Cher. And uh, this particular recording topped the record charts in 23 countries, sold over 11 million copies. It's Cher's most successful single to date and one of the best-selling singles in music history. Any ideas? It is from 1998. It is Believe Ian Robertson, only on Cam Glenn Radio. There we are. And uh, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Still got a slight residue of that call that I had last week. Um, and uh, up next, we're going to have Elton John. And uh, this is Elton John's cover of a Dixie Cups hit. Now, Dixie Cups had a hit with Chapel of Love way back in 1964, when it made number one in the U.S. And then Elton John covered the song for the soundtrack of Four Weddings and a Funeral in 1994. So 30 years after it first became a hit, Elton John did it all over again. This is Chapel of Love. Sorry, we delay there. Just give me a second. Wouldn't it be less maybe a bit less of a delay if I actually turned on the flash player? Hold on a second. So that folks. There you go. Thank you, Elton, for bringing that one up to date a bit. And uh, we'll be getting to uh, look at uh, some photographs in one record's time. But just before we get there, got I just say a quick thank you to Suzanne, Kathleen, Dev, and Lavina, who have been on and had a like of the pictures. I'm not sure they're the only people that have looked at the pictures, but they're the ones that have gone to trouble of giving them a wee like, and thank you very much for doing that. And now we're going to have, going way back to 1970, Sly and the Family Stone and I Want to Take You Higher. This was a bit odd in that it was a B-side, and despite the fact it was a B-side, it got to number 38 in the charts. So this is I Want to Take You Higher by Sly and the Family Stone. we are, uh, there's a wee fanfare and time to have a look at an aspect of photography. And uh, given that it was away and didn't really have time to prepare anything else, uh, what I did intend looking at last week, and I've just carried it forward into this week because I wasn't well is uh, pictures that I shot while I was in Italy. So first up, just to show you what the conditions were like. Not all the time were there, but when it rained, it just forgot to stop. Um, so that's a picture of... Um, Well, I'm sitting in a cafe, sheltering from the rain in, uh, I've forgotten the name of the city now, um, in Verona, Um, and uh, Verona's one of my favourite places in Italy, but you just couldn't walk about, it was just chucking it down. Those stalls in the background are permanently there in Piazza Erbe and one of them became so overwhelmed by the rain, the stall collapsed. That's how bad it was. And, of course, these guys are there all day, every day. So they're used to a wee bit of rain from time to time, but it was torrential. Um, So i just put that in just to show you what it had been like. Um, There was no chance of taking pictures in the city. It was just too wet. But when I got back to Lake Garda, because there had been such full weather during the day and the sky began to clear a bit, this was the sunset we were presented with. Sun was setting behind a cloud, but that then pushed the light out onto those clouds and the clouds on the other side of the lake, and uh, produced a very spectacular looking sunset. But as I've said before in the past, when you're presented with a beautiful sunset, it is always worth just turning your back on it for a minute and looking the other way. So by turning my back and the sun setting down at the south of Lake Garda and looking north, this is the scene I was confronted with. Um, beautiful big pink clouds, still a lot of blue in the sky, and uh, the building's illuminated, whereas in the other picture uh, before this one, the building's are in shadow because the sun's on the other side of them. Um, so it is worth just turning your head and then look the other way before you settle on uh, a sunset because um, very often what you're getting is something like this on the other side and uh, up next just another um, sunset in Lake Garda a couple of days later and um, we never had a really clear blue sky um, which I wouldn't want anyway and again like Arden on the, the west coast of Scotland the sun always sets behind the hills on the other side of Lake Garda, so you never get a sunset with the sun on the horizon. Um, so you always need to go that wee bit early. If it says the sun sets at half past six, you need to be ready at six, because the sun's going to set that wee bit early um, behind the hills. But again, it produces some lovely effects. And uh, you can see there, there's still two different shades to the hills in the background. You get a very dark and then the slightly greyer, for the ones that are further away, so it was effective light and good. And then we had a wee trip to Venice. So one of my favourite shots in Venice is to get the gondolas all lined up, tethered um, at the side of uh, Saint Mark's Square, with um, I think that's the Armory, is the building behind it, and they'll see the the Grand Canal. And uh, what I really wanted then I didn't get was to get the the, the gondolas heads bobbing um, and blurred in the picture, but the light was so strong, I couldn't get a shutter speed slow enough to actually get that to happen, and uh, I wasn't prepared to then stand there and um, put on a neutral density filter to slow the light down. I would have liked to have done it, but I just didn't have time. I, I would have been kind of left behind because Elizabeth was getting a bit fractious about time um, when we took that. So, anyway, that was that. And then just to finish off... Uh, back at Lake Garda, these fabulous birds, which I'm I'm assuming are some kind of cormorant, they're not black, uh, and they've got a white. A lot of them got a white breast, um, but they look like cormorants, and they certainly <laughs> swim like cormorants. Um, and spend a lot of time underwater, and they open their wings. Uh, they have been uh, fishing underwater. They open their wings and face into the sun to dry their wings out. So, all of the um, characteristics of Uh, Corn without the black colouring. But they were lovely, and if you took your time, as I did on this occasion, you could get close to them. Just a couple of paces, and then stop and busy yourself with the camera or something else, and a couple of paces more, and just keep going. Um, You can get close enough to get a picture. You can see the bird's eye is on me. It's watching me. And I'd made my mind up. I wasn't getting any closer. It was getting twitchy. Um, And if I tried to get any closer, it would have flown away. Um, but that was good enough to get me uh, that image, and I've got a few more like that of that corner and its partner. I don't, don't know which was male, which is female, um, but um, had a lot of fun. So that was a wee look at an aspect of photography for today, and uh, more later. I think next week we'll have a look at late autumn and what you can do once, well, once the leaves have fallen off the trees and there's not that much left. <laughs> Doesn't mean there's not good autumn colour around, and we'll have a look at that next week. And up now, we're going to have Smash Mouth and All Star. And uh, of course, this was made famous when it was uh, part of the soundtrack to Shrek, but uh, it did okay for itself as a record. Um, didn't bother looking at the um, the uh, chart placings for this one. I usually look at the certified sales. Of it around the world. So in Australia, it went platinum with 70,000 sales. In Denmark, it went platinum with 90,000 sales. In Germany, it went gold with 250,000 sales. In Italy, it went platinum at 50,000 sales. And you can see from that that the numbers don't. A register from one country to another, they, or they don't correlate from one country to another. Um, if you get a platinum in Denmark for 90,000 and you get it for only 50,000 in Italy, eh, well, they're not dealing with the same thing. But, however, in the UK, it was a double platinum at 1.2 million sales, and in the US, it was a three times platinum at 300,000 sales. This is and it makes me smell makes me think about Shrek every time I see it or listen to it. This is All Stars and Smash or All Star by Smash Mouth. Somebody wants
0: told me the world is gonna roll me I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed She was looking kind of dumb With her finger and her thumb In the shape of an L on her forehead the ice we skate is getting pretty thin the water's getting warm so you might as well swim my world's on
1: Was Smash Mouth with All Star and uh, up next we're going to have The Zombies uh, This Was their debut single way back in 1964 written by Rod Argent uh, and it got to number 12 in the UK charts which is, uh, well it's okay for a uh, debut single but I definitely could deserve better than that in the US it went to number 2 and in Canada and eventually Rolling Stone magazine rolled round sometime in the Two hundred and tens, 2010 sorry, and uh, put She's Not There in at number 297 in the list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. This is The Zombies and She's Not There.
2: Well, no one told me about her The way she likes i
1: That kind of sound of panic at the end of it as if she's not there and he's never going to see her again. Um, it's a great song. And up next, well, another one this is Symphony by Clean Blandit and Zara Larson. Uh, the song peaked at number one in the charts and it was Lara, uh, a <laughs> Zara Larson, sorry,'s first number one uh, in her own uh, uh, native Sweden. So it uh, done fairly well for itself. Certified it Diamond in France and Poland and got to number one in Norway as well. This is Clean Bandit, Zara Larsson and Symphony.
3: I've been hearing symphonies Before all I heard was silence A rep- came and you cut me loose solo singing on my own now I can't find the key with
1: There we are. It's that time to have a look at exhibitions around the Glasgow area. And as I said earlier, I've been laid up with a cold result, which is I haven't been out to see any of the galleries, but they've all had a change since the last time we spoke. So I'm just going to run through those now. And uh, in the Glasgow Gallery of Photography, um, the exhibition started uh, on the 1st of November on uh, in their High Street gallery called Human Nature. And uh, they've also in High Street running at the same time an exhibition called Seasons so the two of them are running in the High Street Gallery and in the uh, Merchant City Gallery the original one, um, they're running an exhibition called Masters of Street Photography and that doesn't start until the 11th which I think is this Saturday round about then Um, and that will be running from there on in and the exhibitions for December are already up Uh, In 103 Trongate, uh, there is Simon Murphy's exhibition on Coven Hill, which opened on the 21st of October, and that is going to run through until the 27th of January. And the other exhibition they've got coming up, which I intend to visit, is Future Proof, which is on down in the Irvine uh, Arts Gallery, which is down in the Irvine Harbour Arts Gallery, sorry, and that's down on the harbour as it would, you would expect, in Irvine. And uh, I will happily visit that. It's a nice wee gallery, uh, but it has the added attraction. of have my my favourite coffee shop, uh, just a couple of doors along from it, with the best coffee and the best lunches out. I'm not going to mention the name now because it would sound too much advertising, but it is definitely high on my list. And uh, also high on my list is our next track, which... I was absolutely astounded to realise it wasn't on our system. This is um, The Laz and there she goes. Number 22 on enemy's 500 Greatest song, Songs of All Time it was from their initial album, which uh, was placed at number 40 in the greatest one-album, Wonders, by Rolling Stone. And I think it will deserve it. This is The Laz and there she goes. Caught me at that one. Um, I was busy doing other things, but I was listening, so (laughs) I caught it in time. And uh, next up, I was actually juggling records to see if I can finish (laughs) without cutting the record too early. Uh, Next up, we've got Manfred Mann and uh, Manfred Mann's Earth Band and uh, Blinded by the Light. So this is Bruce Springsteen's song, which was recorded on the Greetings from Ashbury Park album in 1973, and then uh, well. Um, Manfred Mann's Earth Band thought they could do a better job and you know what, I think in this one occasion they were maybe right Uh, their version got to number one in the US and also top ten uh, (laughs) uh, got the top ten hit in the UK, New Zealand and Canada, this is um, Bruce Springsteen's Blinded by the Light as interpreted by Manfred Mann's Earth Band
4: Runner in the night Blinded by the light Wrapped up like a douche Another runner in the night
1: We provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do. And it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glen Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk. You heard it here. Come along and join us. Have some fun on Cam Glen Radio. And up next, we're going to have Phil Collins. And uh, I know we had Genesis earlier on, but this time as a solo artist. And I wish it would rain down. Now, this was um, distinctive in a number of ways. Eric Clapton plays lead guitar on the song. Um, Chart success in 1990. It peaked at number seven in the UK. uh, Number three in the US. Number one in Canada. And in Canada, it was the most successful song of the year. This is Phil Collins and I wish it would rain down. Or if any Phil Collins lovers out there, but that is an extremely long track round to almost six minutes, and we're near the end. So I thought I would give it a cut to give the cure a chance with Friday I'm in Love. And before we get to that, just to say thank you for listening, thank you to View Through the Glass for helping put these programmes together. And uh, I'll be back next Monday to do it all over again. And uh, keep listening here to Lane Radio, the best in community radio. And I'll catch you all next week when we'll do this. So anyway, we're going out today with The Cure and Friday I'm in love.